Hello everybody and welcome to episode number 89 of Five Star Potential, a weekly football manager podcast brought to you by We Stream FM. On this week's podcast, we have birthday boy, Mr. Dupe. Hello. Hello, son. Happy birthday. Thank you. Although, by the time this pod's out, it won't be your birthday, but you know. But it is today. Thank Spoilers. you. Spoilers. It is today. Yeah. Um, Joe, Friday Night FM, how's things? Never been better, Dave. Great to be here. Thank you, son. You've got a lot more great hair to, than Matt. Great, great to have you here as well. <laughs> uh, Mr. Curti, how's it going? Very well. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. And last but by no means least, Teach FM. Or Teach, sorry. About Officially the Teach. <laughs> Whichever one it is. The teach FM is about four years old, isn't it? <laughs> Just call teach. me I call, I'll go by that. <laughs> <laughs> Big There's old. the first beep of the uh, first beep of the pod already. Second, <laughs> I, I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was Biff. Biff, yeah, Biff is the one. Is Rip? Is Biff, Biff Rip? Or is that still a thing? Biff is Rip. I'll uh, call you Biff during the uh, during the quiz if you like. As long as we can call you Sparkus. You can call me whatever you want, dude. It's your birthday, son. Anyway, oh, uh, on this week's. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> oh god! Uh, on this week's pod, we are going to be talking about failed wonder kids. We're going to be giving uh, our failed wonder kid eleven. So one, obviously, player per position. We've all got a little description of each player, and we're going to be talking about our experiences with the players as well. We've had some of you guys let us know on Twitter some of your favourite wonder kids who didn't quite live up to the potential, and then obviously we'll have a quiz as well. But save updates to start off. Uh, Curti, shall we start off with you? The shots are no longer, obviously. So how's things going with Borough? Li- well, life in the middle. That's it. Got, oh, was that yeah. what it's called? Well, no, Curti in the middle. Although I, 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 I was told last week it was shit. But um, uh, what was the one that we discussed shit. last week, Joe? What was your name for it again? Something like joke, joke on the water. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, mm. the mug on the time. Mug on the time. I mean, it doesn't really. Wa- mm. Anyway, uh, yeah, things are going well, Middlesbrough. Uh, we're 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 sort of coming up to the World Cup in 2022, getting ready for two months off in the middle of the season. What a good idea Geek. that is. Um, <laughs> and we are sat top of the league, with like we're five points clear. We haven't lost since July because the season starts in the middle of July. Um, and we are absolutely flying. Like the uh, the Aldershot trio that I brought with me, Friar, Letizia and Alexi. Well, Letizia has been injured. He had a torn hamstring. He is touted as the next Michael Owen. So it's it's pretty apt that he tore his hamstring. Um, but Alexi and Friar have settled in well in the championship. Um, the right back I brought with me as well, Dehaney, looks great. Um, I, I basically, I rebuilt the squad in the summer. I built in, I brought in a load of new players. And and so far, I I don't think I've like had any any had any bad egg, bad eggs yet. Um, everyone seems to be playing pretty well. Do you know what? It's it's just it's weird. Normally I come on here sort of moaning, but this week it's just been uh, we've been on cruise control and it's and and we're 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 dominating the championship. So it's because um, you're pretending to be a fucking Labour Party member now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Ditch the Tories. I, I did like Viking Dan's tweet. That made me laugh. Joining the Labour Party, what a Tory! <laughs> um, yeah, so it's been it's been a it's been a good week. It's been a nice, like, quite chilled out week on stream as well, which is which is good. And yeah, it's just uh, it's pretty it's pretty plain sailing right now. I'm I'm well good at FM now. Well good. Uh, do you think promotion to the Premier League is imminent then? 
I'd I'd be very disappointed if we threw it away at the, from this stage. Like that the the board expectation was a top half finish. I think the media prediction was like sixth or seventh. Um, so you know we we should be in and around the playoffs like at a bare minimum. But given the start we've had, I'd be very very disappointed if we uh, if we it certainly didn't at least get automatic promotion. Well, things sound good for you, uh, Kurt Dog. Uh, Dupe, you started a new save over the the last week or so. How's things going with Manchester United? Yes, uh, we're doing all right. We're we're second, I believe. I feel the the last kind of stream we did last night, we we hit a bit of bad run of form. To be fair, uh, we're trying to do a free at the back formation, and we're struggling to keep the ball. We're struggling to um, not concede chance uh, chances. Yet we just seem to be scoring for fun at times, but I think I think you know a bit more work and it will do. We've we've basically replaced eight of the uh, eight of the eleven. Um, De Gea, uh, Martial, and and Rashford are pr- and Pogba are pretty much the only ones that are there. So that actually makes it seven. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's good fun. I'm enjoying it. Um, but uh, it's going to be tough. I don't think it's going to be as easy as I thought it would have been. Has anyone had any joy with a three at the back this year? Out of interest. Trunaldo hasn't. That's for sure. Hey, um, I've been told by my lawyers I'm not allowed to speak about that comment. Apparently, <laughs> I've muted him. Yeah, <laughs> saps the fun out of everything. Um, I, I'm not. Well, look, I just want to be. I say a little bit different. I mean, I just want to try something different. I could have quite you easily. Are definitely different, son. I am. Cheers, man. Thanks, bro. Cheers. Uh, I just wanted to do not have four at the back with my DM or two centre mids and which is what I've played all year so it's fancy doing something different we did a really good successful one uh, free at the back formation at, at Roma and we're trying to see what we can do with that this might be a stupid question but when I when I tried it with Porto <clears throat> excuse me it was pretty solid defensively but at times you lacked something going forward I was going to ask you the same question if you found that, but I do remember you, you smashed Arsenal 6-0 with the tactic as well, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, that was very early days. Um, we've probably got the complete opposite, to be fair, Dave. Like, we are creating 20 chances a game, um, but we're also conceding 20 chances a game, and I just can't get the balance yet. Um, and I think over time we will. Uh, we kind of ripped up the, the tactic last night and we redid the tactic and kind of worked out a few other different roles. And hopefully we go from there. But I think this season we've we've kept one clean sheet all season. That was actually the Arsenal game. So, hmm, long way to go, I think. Well, best of luck uh, for the next few streams anyway. Uh, Joe, QPR, four-year plan. Is it year two yet? I've pressed continue twice. Since? All week. Th- all week. I've literally, in pre-season, I've signed Peter Crouch, David Nugent and Eddie Nketcher. <laughs> That's it. Job done. Eddie Nketcher. Brilliant. What so what, the plan, what was the plan for this season though? Three up top by the to, sounds of it. Yeah. <laughs> or, or sorry, Shadow <laughs> Striker and two up top. Two metre Peter in the middle. I'm playing two metre Peter as a libero. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Hipster in the championship. Um, it was really kind of first 30 days and championship is really about kind of just being safe this season. Although it's the championship, so it'll probably be in the playoffs. Uh, I have to say, I listened to the Peter Crouch podcast for the first time this week on, uh, I, I think it was your recommendation or Dave's recommendation, I can't remember. But it's, me, it's, me it's, yeah. it's very, very good. Very good. I, I, I've only listened to like an episode and a half, so the dressing room one, 
and I'm in I'm in the middle of the transfers one, but yeah, it's uh, it's a cracking so, listen. You listened stuck- about Robert Hoof's massive pose. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got some, yeah. <laughs> I know this is really tangent, but Joe, have you listened to this week's? Not yet. You need to, man. It's a. It, I mean, I know we shouldn't advertise, but it's a great pod. You need to listen to. I'm tempted. Pass I'm, the pod. I'm happy for people to listen to it as long as Pass they don't stop listening to us. That's it. That's it. And um, Tobes. To be I, fair, it comes out at eight o'clock on a Wednesday, so ours is probably about just before that. To be fair, there you go. Schedule sorted. Tobes, think uh, have you clicked new save on Football Manager this week as well? Yeah, yeah. Started a uh, uh, save with the uh, the the ever present Ajax at the moment. I suppose with the excitement built around them in real life. Um, a couple of weekends ago, which has gone fast. Um, I was just playing in a, an offline save, and I was dicking around with systems and, and whatnot to play a bit differently and like I think this year like a lot of people are playing FM you know and it's like um, you know fast paced uh, counter you know high lines and high line of engagement and everything else and what my aim is to do with the Ajax save and this is what I was doing with Leverkusen off stream uh, is to basically play for possession and nothing more which sounds silly because like you know you want to win games but I'm not focusing on on you know creating 20 chances and and winning 5 nil, um it's all about uh, sort of retaining the ball and retaining possession so um the whole sort of ethos and planning around the save is going to be based heavily on um the the statistics so rather than looking at a game afterwards and being asked at all about average ratings the first screen I pulled up in the first friendly uh was uh was a pass completion of the players to see who's completing the passes and and who's not and that's going to be a theme going forward where everything's going to be judged on what's what I want to work in that system now I don't see it as being one of those saves where I'm going to be walking out of games like sort of seven nil and six three and everything else but I just want to view things a little bit differently based my uh, signings on players that I feel may be able to work in the system based on you know sort of uh, data analysis reports of those players and whatnot. So yeah, it started quite well. Um, you know, it's very very early. I only had one one stream on it for a, for a couple of three hours or something. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's gone well. It'll be interesting to see where it goes while having a little bit more of a dare I say like analytical look at what's happening rather than it. Rather than it being, yeah, I can, I can, I can whack this guy in there. He'll be overpowered to death. You know, he should be able to get me a good number of goals a season. That's less going to be what I'm thinking about. Even the the systems uh, or the, the sort of the tactical shapes that I've put in are all based on trying to keep triangles all over the pitch so that everyone's got a couple of options to pass to. And, and incidentally, in the in the friendly that we the first friendly we played, which we won, there was a goal that was scored, and I was disappointed that the goal was scored because it was a long shot and I didn't want the long shot because he had three options, one ahead of him and two to his side that he could have passed to. Um, and that's what I'm going to be looking for, you know, looking for uh, looking for high possession uh, pass completion. I'm probably going to uh, create a view uh, that I can go into for all the important uh, all the important stats of players post-game and, and whatnot. So, yeah, it's uh, it's good. I'm looking forward to it. I I had a dude. Did you do an Ajax save last year or the year before as well? Or am I thinking no? No, it's not me, mate. No, um, <clears throat> I did an Ajax save a number of years ago, and that was probably one of my 
like in recent memory, one of my best and most enjoyable saves. It was when it was a season before Milik had gone to Napoli in real life, and he was so good at that level. But I think um, I think you know this anyway. I've seen you put tweets about it. League success is quite easy to come by, but obviously it's a European hurdle, which is is going to be the the difficult yeah, and factor. That's, and that's going to be the big thing. Another another thing, you know, Alan Monaco last year. You know, I will be uh, limiting my own transfers to to Dutch only. You know, so literally yeah. uh, within three full seasons to have a full playing squad of, of only Dutch nationals, first nationality Dutch. So, uh, you know, to try and put that edge in it, I still don't expect domestically it's going to be anything tricky. Um, but, uh, you know, when, when it comes to continental football, it'll be it'll be a bit of a change. But as I'll be, as I say, as I'll be almost judging the performances on more than just a scoreline, it'll be, it'll be an interesting take on it. Are you are you overly bothered like early early stages about signing players such as maybe Iron Robin and so on, or are you just going to sort of limit yourselves to players maybe twenty six, twenty seven and younger? I, I don't really have like like first season. It'll be unlikely I'll sign anyone certainly yeah. in the first window, um, and I don't really all, already have any targets. I think it's always quite nice when there's you know big Dutch names that. Are, but I mean, maybe getting into their into their you know their golden years. You know, I mean, Huntelaar's already there, and I do I do like the the attraction of of doing that. But I'll be honest, like literally, when it comes to transfer targets, they're not even been in my mind yet. Uh, you know, for now, we can get the lads who are not Dutch to have a ripper of a season and move them on for some decent money after the first year. That would be that'd be where it's at. What's the uh, what's the deal with Delict? Does his contract run out at the end of the, the first season or? Not that I know of. I think he's still got a couple of years or, or more. I mean, I'll have a look. Of it. He wasn't on the old uh, contracts ending soon page. Um, but, you know, I'll try and get the lick signed up to a fresh deal, uh, pay him whatever he, whatever he likes. And then when he complains about moving, just, you know, just, you know, put a, put some weights on his ankles because I'll just <laughs> go out of my way to keep him at the club. Perfect. Sounds good. Um, my own save. I've been playing the, well, doing a little series of Rotherham in the Championship. Obviously, they um, sealed their fate in the league, got relegated back to League One last weekend in real life. And I've said I wanted to do these little challenges. So over on YouTube, I started one with the custom start date from, I think, the middle of Feb. So I've been going through that, taking me about seven games to get a win. Um, I've won three on the bounce, but I think it may be too little too late. So I've still got three games to play. Um, I think the series will the series will be finished by the time the podcast goes up. But I think I've got to get at least seven points on my last three games without any other team picking up any points. So that's going to be extremely difficult. So it looks like I've failed my first challenge anyway. GG, bro. Uh, one thing I will say, um, myself, Joe and you have all used the... Uh, edited database the custom start database by sort it out si it is a bit of a fiddle it's a faff uh but mr as party has put a, a video out on his youtube to show you how to do it you know copy somebody else's yeah. idea what um obviously it's nice to see you go back to rotherham actually obviously you've got a bit of history with them but Cheers, um, what, what have you got a new challenge lined up after this one um, there's nothing well in, I will definitely start a new challenge but whether that what that will be I don't know yet I did I, there was a challenge that I thought of I'm, I'm not sure what interest this would gauge the team in the second division of Turkey that's I'm not sure if this weekend but last week they had zero points all season 
So I thought oh, that'd be interesting, but because the real life fixtures and stuff don't work in that division anyway, it'd probably be a no go. Um, but yeah, not really looked at anything yet. May go for something in the top six with all that, like race for the top four sort of thing with maybe five or six games to go. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm still unsure as of yet. If you enjoy being abused by uh, by the cafe birds, then, <laughs> the then crack on with it. <laughs> I remember that last year, son. The team meeting. Right, let's move on to the main topic of today's podcast, which, as I said earlier on, is the failed wonder kids. So we've all, well, we've picked out an 11 of players that, uh, well, have well were wonder kids in uh, in Football Manager and maybe didn't quite live up to their potential in real life. So we've all got a couple or a few positions each in Joe's case. And then hopefully what we're going to be doing is putting this into Football Manager to play up against a Premier League team to see how it would get on. So I'm sure we'll let you know about that uh, once that is live and probably on YouTube as well. So... Let's start off with the first position, goalkeeper. I believe, Joe, you've got that one covered. Yeah, and I think it's it's probably a good time to say that there there are lots and lots of these players. Yeah. Um, we're probably going to build a squad, not just an 11 for the, for the database. Um, but I went with a goalkeeper, Silvio Lung Jr. Um, there were shouts for Oscar Ustari, um, but I think he was in the Wonder Kid Hall of Fame back in the day. Um, but yeah, I went for Silvio Lung Jr. He became a wonder kid in FM10. Could be bought from University Crayova for two hundred grand. Um, I was just looking up, kind of trying to find an old screenshot of him before we before we went live, and just found a potential ability of one hundred and seventy seven for a goalkeeper. Ooh. That's definitely got to have been a mistake um, because he's currently playing for um, Kayseri Spor in Turkey after a five year stint at Astra Giorgio. Um, but he was a bargain buyer for pretty much any team in Europe, um, and he would become obviously worth millions in a, you know, a short space of time. I don't know if anyone else used him, but he was. I used to buy him all the time. Never used him, to be honest. Never used him, but wonder kid. I think, yeah, I think the only sort of I know I don't even think we've mentioned his name, uh, Akinfeev as well. I'm not going to say he's fa- like a failed wonder kid because you know he played at a pretty decent level in Champions League level. For most of his career, but I think if it was ever a, a go-to goalkeeper for me, especially as like a top club, that he, he tended to be a, the goalkeeper that I'd go for. But yeah, I've never managed. Uh, I think he was linked there. with United for about fucking ten seasons on the trot. But <laughs> to never leave Russia, I don't know if he's admirable. If he had something, you know, someone had something on him, or he just wasn't actually that great. I mean, I've seen him a lot in the Champions League, and he seems to be fairly solid. I know he had a, a, a really bad. There was so a really bad stat, wasn't there, or something like that. Yeah. But when you've got defenders that are like 400 year old in front of you, it's unsurprising, <laughs> isn't it? But yeah. It is worth noting at that point that, you know, we are building an 11 of failed Wonder Kids here. There'll be some people screaming already, I can't believe you didn't put him in or him in or, or whatnot. But yeah, uh, there's so many players that I'm sure have crossed all our minds. And it's like, no, yeah. because he didn't fail. He made it. He, he, you know, he, he lived up to. Uh, so yeah, we are looking for the ones that maybe, maybe SI got wrong back in the day. We, yeah, we've got a big list as well. So once we finished, I'll give out the honourable mentions and the ones mentioned on Twitter because on when when we looked into it, there's players like Robinho and so on. But I suppose you know they they did play at a top level for a number of years. Adriano was one I saw as well. You know he was one of a, a, a top striker at a time as well. So. Yeah, there's going to be players like that that obviously don't make the list for obvious reasons compared to the players on here anyway. Um, we'll move on to the next position now. We'll move on to the defence. 
Tobes, you want to start off with uh, the right back? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I went for Vanden Boer, um, and I think it's mainly because I think probably the vast majority of people have used him at some point over the years. Obviously, it was 07 when he came in, and he was, you know, uh, like the, the 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 choice of champions. Um, but you know, he's one of those players where you look, it's like, did he ever really make it? I mean, he made it to decent levels, you know, um, but uh, but yeah, I think. I think, you know, when it comes back to, like, for me personally, thinking back to Wonder Kids, and obviously we're talking about specifically failed ones, when it comes back to thinking about Wonder Kids, I think you're always going to remember your goal scorers. You're always going to remember those guys. They're going to be the ones that are at the forefront of your mind. So Vandenberg, for some, might not be a Wonder Kid that, like, is maybe right at the forefront. But I think for most people who've been playing the game for a good number of years, whether they used him when he really was that special in 07 or whether they've used him in, in the years that followed, um, it was a great thing. I think uh, I was having a look on his on his uh, on his wiki, and it was like, I think is, is in he last played in Mozambique in in Congo or something. I think it was yeah in Congo, um, but uh, but yeah, um, don't think it'd be fair to say that he made it. I don't. I think it'd be unfair to say that he completely failed. There's certainly ones that that didn't get to uh, get didn't get to uh, the levels that he got to. But uh, but yeah, that was my pick for right back. There's uh, there's two things I think about when I think of Vandenboer. One is that he could play almost every position on the pitch, bar <laughs> striker, and I think on like left midfield possibly, uh, and also that Chris Kamara clip. The Kamara clip where he didn't yeah. know he was sent off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, just been sent off, and and Cammy's like, who? I don't know. I don't know, Jeff. Did someone just get sent off? Oh, there has. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Iconic. Does anyone else uh, use Vandenboer or are we moving on? Definitely. He was a must-buy uh, for yeah. people of of our generation, I would say. Everyone bought Vandenboer. Baller. Baller. Right then, let's move on to the centre-back situation. I believe, Curti, you've got a centre-back for us? Uh, so I've gone for uh, Eder Alvarez Balanta, who's probably yes. one of the more recent uh, wonder kids. Um, I, I looked earlier and saw that he's now 26 years old, which, um, yeah, I mean, I I think it was FM 14 I first became aware of him, and he was certainly a wonder kid in 15 as well. 16, I'm pretty sure I signed him, because you could still pick him up relatively cheap, but he started at River Plate. It, I mean, even at River Plate, like I, it's hard to say that Football Manager got this one wrong, because um, he was touted as like the best defender in the Argentinian League in his first season. Um, when he came through, like it was sort of compared to Cordoba, um, and like you know, sort of touted as a complete centre back. Then he got his move to Europe to Baal or Basel, um, and he's still there. So he's still playing at a decent level, you know, still getting European football year on year, um, and he is a regular in the team. But given how highly he was thought of as a as a as a youngster, um, you just thought he would have kicked on a little bit more than he has. Um, but I used him extensively for about two or three years on Football Manager. He was just one of the first players that you went out and bought because you could always get him relatively cheap, um, and he was just—it was just a mainstay of your, cent- of your central defence for years to come. He was one of those players that, <clears throat> if you didn't sign him, someone else was going to sign him within that first week. So you always had to be in there, you know, putting your bid in, getting it, getting it accepted, and doing business early. 
Yeah, straight in there, protecting the asset. It was like it was almost, uh, you know, it's like up, down, left, right, A, B, A, B. You know, he was the cheat code <laughs> almost because he was the given yeah. signing, uh, and it didn't matter what club you went to because, like, uh, as I recall as well, back on fifteen, I think you could get him. Like, if you did a little bit of wheeling, doing you get him for like like late four million, you know, like uh, running into five and six million. So, like, dependent on your on your club level, whether you, if you was at a massive club, it's like yeah, I'm going to get him because I'm going to be able to save that transfer fee and spend it elsewhere. Or whether you was at a, a club that was uh, that was much smaller, uh, if you could raise those funds, you know, you'd buy him because a you just sell him a year later for a silly amount of money, or b you've just got a rock for many many years. Um, I mean, apart from the fact he was like Mister Consistent as well. The thing I probably like most about Balanta now is the fact that on his Wikipedia page it still says Balanta was inducted into the five-star potential no. Wonderkid Hall of Fame <laughs> for his exploits in the Football Manager series of games. Yes. Who was it when we kept changing it and someone went mad and put a, like um, a banders from editing the page? Was it John Fleck it or something John like that? Fleck. I think it was John Fleck. Yeah, but yeah, we put a citation in on uh, Balanta's and it's still it's still there, still there. <laughs> That's class. Yeah, uh, Belanta for me, he was... The, I don't remember which team it was with. I had him and uh, who I mentioned earlier to you guys, Mamana, as my centre-back duo. Um, still, I That'll seriously have been don't like know. 60 in a bit. That'll have been yeah, yeah I can't remember the it team. It might have been incredible Ajax. centre-back pairing. Yeah, but those two, as you say, you had to sign within the first week, otherwise someone else was, was going to get them. So, uh, yeah, both really good centre-backs and both turned out to be beasts. I've got a feeling they might have been Ajax, actually. Definitely Mamana, anyway. Right, next centre-back, Joe. Taking it back to probably FM08. Um, Breno, the Brazilian centre-half that started at Sao Paulo. Um, another one a bit like Balanta that at the start of the game you'd have to get in there and sign him because he would literally his value would increase very very quickly um, and then obviously teams from the Premier League would, would be in there trying to nab him um, he was probably touted as like the next best Brazilian centre half coming out of kind of Brazil Sao Paulo pick him up for three four million pounds um, and kind of attribute wise a bit Rio Ferdinand-ish um, Real Madrid tried to sign him IRL, uh, but they wouldn't give him. He, they wanted a bone sample from him to prove that he was 18, uh, and he didn't do it, so he ended up signing for Bayern Munich. Um, so when we're talking about failed wonder kids, I think he was definitely classed as a wonder kid, hence why Real Madrid and Bayern Munich are all over him. Um, but he signed for Bayern Munich and was a bit of had a bit of a Balotelli on him and uh, got arrested for arson on his apartment. Um, got sentenced to a three years and nine months in prison uh, and upon his release returned to play for Sao Paulo made five appearances and now ro- turns out for Vasco da Gama so I think he's, uh, he's gone full circle very quickly so is that is that still top division in Brazil he's playing yeah he's still top, di- top yeah, division in Brazil still obviously not the levels that he was expecting no to, he was he was class come to Europe and then done you know the South American thing of just loads of money didn't know what to do with it and fucked it all up really anyone else any thoughts on young Brenner? Well, old Brenner. No. I just think it's I just think it's crazy that he, you know, he spent almost four years in Chokey and then just went straight back to Brazil playing top <laughs> top division football. That is fucking beautiful. Absolutely Adriano beautiful. Johnson. That's it. <laughs> Absolutely class. Oh, Joe, I think it's your final uh, final player now, left back as well. Yeah, and I think this is another one that I think he had, he definitely had it, um, and I think. 
he was given some serious potential um, by you know football manager football manager 06 um, Royston Drenthe um, young Dutch I think he was like a left-sided player and I, I, we put him in at left back and he was definitely as his career progressed he played more as an attacking kind of left-sided player um, but very much when he was a wonder kid he started as a left back a, a kind of left wing back uh, with Feyenoord you can, again another player you can sign fairly cheap much like most of our loved wonder kids it's buy them cheap and then they you know, earn you an absolute fortune or win you a load of trophies um, but he's another one kind of failed wonder kid played for Real Madrid and he played for he did play some games for Real Madrid um, but it kind of rapidly went downhill for him obviously he went I think he played for Everton didn't he and then he went to Turkey and now he's ended up playing for Sparta Rotterdam and uh, yeah I think was I think he left as well to do a bit of music career I think he was at Hatafi yeah, at the time and he yeah he got into a bit into his rap music um, but yeah I, I picked him as our left back he um, he only had one cap for Holland like, I suppose they had Koku and Van Bronckhorst at the same you know would have been roughly at the same time but you know Real Madrid Real Madrid left back more, yeah. Real Madrid for like five years for four or five years and he's only got one cap for Holland Interesting. I reckon he, he's one of those kids that had a, a bad attitude on him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wrong, wrong, wrong brain in the head. Mm. You know, not quite built for it. Well, it, it was it. He played for Ever. Was it Ever? Uh, Reading. He played, he, he he played, played for Everton. Well? I don't remember. Yeah. Sheffield Wednesday. I think he went to as well. Did he? You getting confused with Reggie Blinker, son? Nah, there was <laughs> definitely another Championship team. I'm pretty sure he played for Reading as well. Um, and um, Sheffield Wednesday because I remember when they'd signed him and I was like wow that is like a ridiculous signing Yeah, I'm going to have to it check that out was Sheffield Wednesday um, and Reading yeah he played for both of them yeah. so yeah but I remember when he came to the championship I thought wow like the player because obviously I knew him from earlier in the football manager days I thought he's going to because he was at Madrid he played over almost 50 times for Madrid I thought he's going to rip this league apart and he was just Dyer, so mediocre. Yeah, they did. They did sign Julian Falber as well. So, you know, yeah, fullbacks weren't their strong point back then. <laughs> well, yeah. Definitely had a couple of decent games for Everton. I think. Like, I, I seem to remember it. He's like, got a few goals. Yeah, he, he, he scored a couple of goals for him. But I think as failed he, as failed sort of FM wonder kids go. And like Bain Man were basing the failure here on just how massive FM had their potential as youngsters. But I think as failed. Um, FM Wonder Kids go. He probably did all right. Do you know what I mean? Getting an international cap and you know, you know, spending a few years at Real Madrid and what. I mean, obviously, you know, that party ended at some point. But uh, but yeah, I wonder whether you know. I often think this. I often think this. Like in particular for those not out and out. I mean, we all know about the out and out FM fellows that never came to anything like whatsoever. Um, but uh, I often, I often wonder to myself. Like I wonder whether. These lads at, at that age, like whether they had any 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 thoughts or feelings towards their FM counterpart. Do you know what I mean? Whether it g'd them up a bit, you know. I mean, we're saying Drenthe failed. Apparently, dated a Spanish Playboy model, and he's got his own clothing line. So you know, oh, Drenthe. To be fair, I think Just... Tom Cleverley's got on his own clothing line. That lad's a success. <laughs> TC23. He plays with success. <laughs> Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> Just to quickly go back on what you're saying, Tish, do you reckon they dine out on it much? 
No, well, I mean, that I, 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 I was a wonder kid in this year, or etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Checking that. To, to be fair, I mean, though, like in, in like some, real life out there in the open, you know, with human beings, people could probably go, "What the fuck is FM?" You know, Crouchy. Chelo Sambas literally lived a life off that. So. Interesting. At the same time, would you want to say I was this good back, or, or was meant to be this good imagine, back imagine then? Imagine being and out look at bar saying, and, and honestly, they thought I was this good. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, like, I guarantee you, though, there's people that that would say to them, "I signed you." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah manager, foot manager. I bet they get that. Oh, you were so you, good. I'd have a. I'd, I'd, I was just going to say I'd have my at- attributes on my on my phone ready. <laughs> yeah, this is how good I was. Well. This is how fucking good I was. Yeah, that's it. Tattooed to your arm. <laughs> run, run, running into Royston Drenth in a bar saying, Royston, you fucked it up. You know what I mean? You had the whole world ahead of you, son. <laughs> you what are went shit. fucking wrong. Hey. Can never forget it. when you missed training for two weeks, you bastard. <laughs> I do. Uh, I'm thinking about Drenfer as well. Would he have signed about the same time as Marcelo? Because there's another wonder kid. Yeah, like who, uh, who, who hit it. 2007, uh, apparently, he signed for Madrid. So, pretty much, it's got to be around that kind of time. Because I remember Marcelo. I think it was Fluminense, wasn't it? I remember Marcelo. And he, like, 500 like, grand, you could look, pick him up. Looked like a 12-year-old boy in that yeah. Real Madrid kit, didn't he? When he, uh, when he, posed, for his, when he posed for his fucking uh, signing shots. Oh, yeah, they signed the same year the same year right then Dupe I believe you've got our right sided midfield player I thought I had centre mids <laughs> this is this is awkward well you had okay. the right midfield spot on you okay. go on just give me a midfielder uh, we'll, we'll, we could put uh, Ravon Morrison out on the right if you want that that works kind of um, now I had quite a good experience with Ravel. that sounds a little bit dodgy, uh, but from an early age, uh, he was scouted by Manchester United, and he was signed uh, in 2009. The 15-year-old quickly impressed everyone at the club, and especially uh, Sir Alex Ferguson was incredibly impressed by him. Uh, he was he was touted to be United's most promising academy player in that time. It was the class with uh, Jesse Lingard and Paul Pogba, uh, and even Sir Alex Ferguson gave him one of his highest praise, praises. Uh, but at the age of 26, he uh, he's, he still really hasn't revealed his true potential. Uh, I think again, it's a, going back to a couple of the ones we've had earlier. I think the wrong head on the on the on the wrong shoulders. To be honest, he in times he he has looked incredible, and but I just think his attitude isn't there. Um, but I I had him at uh, quite quite an early age in in a United team, and he he, he was very good. I I enjoyed playing with him. One of Eric Harrison's biggest disappointments. Um, Ravel Morrison and like mm. I'm not going to go into any detail um, because you know this pod actually goes out somewhere but he had a lot of issues like with friends and uh, at times and at times the misses and whatnot. and uh, you, you 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 sort of sit back and go ah what a shame that he couldn't just concentrate on the football um, rather than rather than everything else that's surrounded uh, that surrounded him in life, um, but uh, but yeah, I think on. Do you know the funny thing is on Football Manager? Even though I've managed United, uh, you know, pretty much every year um, for as long as I've been playing the game, back into Championship Manager, I can honestly say this: I don't think I've ever had Ravel Morrison become a massive success at any point. So um, down and down in the game as a wonder kid or not, maybe maybe SI. Got got somewhat right when it got comes to attitude. Bottom. You know? mm. um, 
But yeah. He, he proper, he messed up, didn't he, big time? Yeah. Um, and I know it's like, you know, it was the group of people. I think, oh, I can't, I'm sure it was Sam Allardyce's autobiography I read. Was he going a bit IRL? Um, and he said it was just the group of people that he surrounded himself with. It, like They sent him to London to go to West Ham and he did, literally just moved all his mates down from Manchester. Yeah. And li- they live with him and they just, it, so he didn't, he couldn't break away. Yeah. From what was causing him a lot of, you know, causing him to probably not progress or, you know, not focus on what his potential could be. And I, I don't actually know where he's at now. Is he still in Mexico? Didn't he? He's a lad. Again, yeah. he took all the lads with him, didn't he? To Mexico, yeah. like, like literally travelling entourage almost. But, uh, he's a, but, uh, yeah. in Sweden playing for Ostersund. Ostersund. Ah, jeez, that's permanent as well. Wow. He left, he's left Latvia. Wow, that's that's the club that the Swansea manager was at, wasn't it? Yeah, Ostersund. I think so. Graham Potter. Yeah, Potter. Um, I think it's it's quite similar in like the situation to someone like Niall Ranger as well. Who was obviously oh, the striker heinous. at Newcastle? I think he's. Are you just not saying that he was um, an angel that mixed with the wrong crowd? But he was definitely with people that you know weren't a, of a positive influence to him as well. And to be at his age and have first team football in the Premier League, he obviously had a little bit of talent. And I think he's probably in a similar situation to to Ravel Morrison as well. Uh, it's still at Swindon. I've heard some stories about that boy. Fuck it now. What a nut. <laughs> Fucking what a nut. Swedish girls. <laughs> well, are you being serious or? You've got to tell us the stories. I, I think that's kind of one that we'll do after the pod. But he did a very similar Jerry Barton thing in a Swindon nightclub with a cigarette. That's all I'm saying. Okay, we'll move on then. Twice. Right. <laughs> Jeez. Did it, right. did it hurt, Duke? Once. <laughs> I mean, I'll get the doll out and show you where he touched me, but like, I, I don't want the lawyers to get to me. <laughs> Right then, uh, central midfielder. First one I'm going for is Michael Johnson. He's now 31. Oh. Obviously, Englishman, very highly rated uh, in England. Obviously, most well known for his time at Man City as well. Made his debut for Man City back in 2006, uh, where they made well, they had a four-nil defeat to Wigan. Imagine that now. How times have changed. Um, he started uh, the 0809 season, getting a lot of first-team football, playing alongside Stephen Island and Ilano. Uh, but then he continued to have injury issues um, and, you know, he didn't feature net then for 12 months due to a, an ongoing abdominal injury. Um, released by Man City at the end of 2012. I don't think he's been back in football since. Definitely not a, at a professional level. Um, arrested for drink driving early 2012 as well. Suffered with mental health problems for a number of years. And believe it or not, in the last four years, he started up his own estate agency. There we go. Michael Johnson, I think... Um, in terms of football manager players, he was definitely uh, one of the ones, if, if you could sign him, he was definitely going to turn out to be a great player. He's one of those that I think we've all seen the pictures, you know, like... Yeah, put the weight on and so yeah, on. Yeah, he's well, put yeah. the timber on, bless him. Was um, that his abdominal injury? I think it was. He just kept growing and growing and growing. Um, but yeah, no, he was uh, he was a very good player uh, on football manager. Again, um, I never really signed him because, like, you know, being a United fan and playing... Uh, as United most of the time I didn't really get a chance but he I think he, he banged once for, for somebody I can't remember too fair it's a long time ago I've slept since then but no he's a good guy lovely guy one of the better Johnsons anyway <laughs> okay <laughs> literally, you, you took the word, literally like okay 
Um, no, I was just going to say, like, I'm trying, like, I'm thinking about, you know, this was, you know, the the city before the city uh, we have now, and found a barrel of shit and come out of a fifty pound note in the mouth. Um, I'm like, and this is funny because it's all like got nothing to do with the Wonder Kid, but like, bit of fucking Stephen Island appreciation here. I mean, I know, like, literally that lad was one fucking loose cannon, but back then. When, he was a baller, you know, wasn't he? Back in Old City, he was fucking awesome. And he got shat on when they got a bit of money and got cleared out of the club. I mean, don't get me wrong, the lad was weird as fuck. I think he, like, turned up to training one day with his pump bumper painted pink or some shit. It was his wheels. But, like, with a brush and emulsion, like, yeah, I'm just yeah. going to fucking slap this paint on. Um, but he was incredible for City back then. But, yeah, Johnson, anyway, yeah, yeah, he was a he was a good he was a good player in FM. I just had to get that Stephen Allen thing in there because uh, what a <laughs> fucking player. What a player he was. He was great when he had hair. Oh, good luck, Matt. <laughs> Rip Matt. Well, not Rip Matt. Rip Matt's hair. That's it. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. Michael Johnson, one of. Uh, I think you you know when you always see like the Daily Mail's uh, your uh, World Cup eighteen team or Euro twenty twenty team that they put out like fifteen years ago. He was in there with some players that you've probably never heard of now as well. So he definitely had the the potential, but didn't quite live up to it. Um, next central midfielder, Mister Dupe. So I've gone with um, I've gone with Jack Rodwell. Um, I think probably more so he was. I think he had one season in FM as a wonder kid. I might be wrong there, but one season that stands out for me. But he's just had such a strange career. Bless him. Um, he he moved to Sunderland in 2014 and ended up becoming the lightning rod for fans' frustration as the Blacks catch tumbled down the Premier League to the League One. And I didn't know this right. But 70 grand a week he was on and uh, it was something like 1,370 days without tasting a win that he had played for Sunderland. Um, Not saying it's all his fault, but um, it's definitely all his fault. But obviously uh, before the Sunderland move, he, uh, he was at Man City. Uh, who who bought him from Everton for 12 million quid. So he's, he's been to the big clubs, but it just hasn't gone right for him. He's really struggled, really, really struggled. I love the fact that you opened up with blessing. I mean, you got to bear in mind this lad played for New Manchester, sir. He'll wipe, he'll wipe his tears <laughs> with 50 pound notes and then screw him up and throw him in the bin. You know, he doesn't need your pity, dupe. You know, he'll, 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 do, he'll be doing all right. He'll be doing all I mean, right. I'm sure... He'll listen to this. He'll sit back and he'll he'll just go that dupe guy. Fair play, you know. He's done well there to bless me. But you know, I, I think at one point he was tipped. He was. Uh, I'm in a strange mood. He was tipped to uh, to, to be like this, the centre midfielder for England for for decade to come. Do you know what I mean? The next decade he was gonna he's gonna spearhead our, our line. And I think at one point when he left Everton and went to City, I think I almost kind of went. Oh, I kind of would like to have seen him at United. To be honest. Glad that never happened. I think uh, I think probably every one of us able to assign Rodwell at least once. Do you know what I mean? Mm. At very least once, you know. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was at that it was at that phase for Manchester City that went, went on for a few years, and it happened at Chelsea a few years prior. Where it's like you see players go to that club with money, and you go, ah. I mean, you're going to earn money some, but you're, you're not going to play that regular. You know, yeah. it's, you know, you're not going to get game time. What a shame. But uh, it was players like um, obviously him. Was it? Uh, I'm sure there's others, but like players like Scott Sinclair that had a pretty decent stint at Swansea and then decided to get, to move to City. Yeah. And then sort of his career is not really. Pre- I know he's at Celtic it, and he's probably one of the best. The, the striker as well, wasn't it? Uh, the Swansea striker that went to City. Bonnie. Bonnie. That's the Wilfred Bonnie. Bonnie. Yeah. But to be fair, it's that 
I always say, and I'm like, I'm obviously never going to play in or be in the realms of that sort of money. But your your football career could end in one tackle. I think if somebody offers you that money, it's got to be hard to turn down. And granted, you want to play football, but you're still playing. You're training every day against some incredible players. You 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 may get a chance, but that 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 fucking money that he's getting offered out there. You know, you could set your your whole family, your whole extended family up for life and never have to worry about money. But you just might sit on the bench a bit more than you want to. It'd be a tough, tough finance. It'd be a tough um, dilemma. There's a, I'm pretty sure it's Rodwell on the, say, uh, on the Sunderland documentary as well, where basically they're trying to push him to terminate his contract with the club because they, they're basically on the brink of relegation anyway. And if they can get rid of him on a free, they'll be able to sign two or three players on deadline day. And then he leaves him in the lurch all day and right at the end of the deadline day he says, nah, I'm not leaving. So basically he fucks him over for the, the whole thing. So he's part of that as well. Oh, so um, sounds like a nice guy as well. I want to I take that. I, I want to take that bless him back <laughs> if that's okay. I don't know where he is now, actually. I'm pretty sure he's is it Black Blackburn or something. To, to be Blackburn, fair, it, yeah. it's half past eight. He's probably home, Dave. <laughs> Brilliant. Right, we'll speed things up a little bit now for the last few positions. I know we're running uh, tight on time, but left midfielder, someone that could play Fair well, a, a number of attacking positions, but it's probably the most famous football manager wonder kid, Mr. Freddie Adu. Believe it or not, Adu, he's still 29 years of age. Most recently played for Las Vegas Lights, uh, but he was released at the end of last season. Obviously, at a young age, he was dubbed the new Pele. But since leaving DC United in 2006, he's turned into a bit of a journeyman playing for... Real Salt Lake City, Benfica, Monaco, Belenenses, Aris, KO Rizispor, Philadelphia Union, Bayer, Jagadina, KUPS, KUFU 98, Tampa, uh, Tampa Bay Rowdies, and Las Vegas Lights. There we go. Um, obviously, he was a go-to man, sort of early football manager days. Um, and in most cases, he would turn into the best player in the world. Who do you say he played for? I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. You actually look like you were going to say it again. I'm joking. Took a big, deep breath again. I said that all in one breath. But I mean, Freddie Adu, I'd assume we all, if we didn't sign him, we knew what he was capable of on on this game. If you you say failed FM Wonder Kids, he is literally the the top of every single list ever. Mm, Definitely. He he was definitely a member of the FM uh, Wonder Kid Hall of Fame. I'm pretty sure he's probably the I think first, he was first player as well. Was he, I was going to say, I think he was first, yeah. First couple, but anyway. Is, his, is it on his Wikipedia page? Because if it's not, he's technically I not I think he it. might have been the one, you know, we had problems with before. I definitely put it on there. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. But yeah, Freddie Addy, I think that's a given anyway. Curti, I think you've got the last two slots, haven't you, son? Fire away. Uh, I've got one of them. Um, so, uh, Kerrison is who I've gone for. Um, Wonder Kid, around oh, between 07 and 09, I think. Um, absolutely class striker um, you could pick him up from Coritiba for relatively little money um, after Coritiba he went to Palmeiras then move he's got his move to, to Europe for Barcelona 14 million euros never played a game for them um, was only there for six days before they loaned him out to Benfica um, he agreed to the loan and then realised there were about six different strikers ahead of him uh, and they'd just brought in a new manager so it was uh, the loan deal was made without the manager sort of making that decision it was uh, it was it was made by the club um and then basically it all went to shit for him he went to Fiorentina on loan went back to South America on loan um and he never really settled he eventually went back to Coritiba but I think he is um 30 years old now which makes me feel old because 
I had a cracking save on FM9 with uh, Kerrison as the spearhead of my attack. Um, but yeah, I think he's currently at a club called Londrina, but he's just moved around and it like considering how good he was on FM in those couple of years, like it's just he's he's properly a failed wonder kid, properly one that you could say FM touted up. He got his move to Barcelona and then it all went wrong. Yeah, there's a lot of those sort of those players, especially Real Madrid and Barcelona, do spend quite a bit of money on from Brazil. And obviously, recently you've had the likes of Neymar, maybe Vinicius Junior, sort of those ones that you know have lived up to that potential. But I am surprised there's not more of these players are spending quite a lot of money on coming over and and failing or not living up to potential. Well, the funny thing about Kerrison was that he was obviously rated highly because at the time Barcelona signed him. Falcao was available from River Plate with like a four million yeah. release clause, and so you know he was he was possibly up for grabs. Um, it was just the whole thing. Like Laporta had made a similar deal with uh, Henrique as well, yeah. uh, centre back. Um, so I think they were just like they were just throwing loads of shit at the wall to see what stuck, and unfortunately, Kerrison like will just go down in sort of Barca folklore as one of the most expensive mistakes. I mean, 14 million quid back then was a, a hell of a lot of money. That's a lot of money, yeah. And he'd never made an appearance for them. That's ridiculous. Anyway, apologies, you don't have the final striker slot or attacking slot. He's Mr. Teach, far away, with that <coughs> yeah. final slot. With a, with a striker, he's not just any striker. He's not like... It's, it's like joint top of my favourite wonder kids ever on Football Manager. Um, and uh, And it was quite literally because... Much like uh, Joe touched on earlier on, in in two thousand and seven, in a, I think it's FM oh eight, but uh, it's uh, it's Henri Savet or Savet, depending on how how you would like to pronounce, but it's Henri Savet to me. And um, he uh, he was at Bordeaux. You could sign him up on a free contract, cost your compo of about eight hundred grand, and was like genuinely guaranteed Ballon d'Or winner. Like he was just that fucking good um, and uh, a player who I signed multiple times across that year and then continued to sign because we have these wonder kids who like you know fall off the year after but you already have that sentimental attachment to because they were that good for you you know when they were really at the peak of their powers in FM's eyes in, uh, in SI's I should say um, and, and it's a player who's always just stuck with me because he did so many just amazing things I mean you signed him it was like 17 years old when the game started 16, 17. So he's the type of player that you needed to play a few seasons, but like he hit the ground running. He was bagging goals like in the first year. And I don't mean like finishing top goal scorer, but you know, I'm talking like back, like contributing enough in which you could value him as, as a first team player, if not a starter. Um, IRL, of course, stayed at Bordeaux for many years. And, and a lot of people might now be going, oh, has he really failed because he's at Newcastle? You know, he's he's got Premier League, blah, blah, blah. Well, well yeah, because like on FM, he was like, quite literally one of the most electric players I've ever seen them put in the database. Uh, so for me, absolutely a, a failed wonder kid, um, but also one of my most cherished. Absolutely I, fucking amazing. I've actually, I do remember him when he was at Bordeaux because it was a stint where they had quite a number of players. And I remember there their sort of cutout on the on the game were quite unique to everyone else's because it was like chest height up whereas yeah. everyone else's was like shoulder shoulder up um, 
but I remember I actually managed him when he was at Newcastle when I did a save a couple of years ago and I think he, uh, over time he sort of dropped back positions I think he was striker then attack him and he actually played like central midfield yeah. and all I remember from that Newcastle save give them him the ball from 30 yards out and he will score every single time I used he to sign him like, alongside his best friend in game so he used to got favourite uh, yeah, stuff. yeah, and it was a Mamadou Sako who, of course, ended up at Liverpool and had a bit of a mare. Uh, but even back then, he, the, he uh, certainly when I used to bring him, bring them in together, he would grow into a tremendous player in his own right. But like bringing them together as friends, it used, I don't know, it was like I've said this many a time playing football manager, it's like the little story and sort of spin you put on it. So I used to bring them in together, which was a uh, which was which was awesome. But yeah, Henri Civet, incredible, incredible. I think uh, that player was like you know he's never going to be like the, have the renown in the FM community of Freddie as Freddie do, but I think for the people who were playing the game in that era, I think most people will will be able to will be able to have very very strong and fond memories of what Henri Savet became in that version of the game. Yep, I agree with that. There was there have been plenty of players. Anyway, we had well very quickly before we move on to the quiz. Um, obviously, on Twitter we asked there were players: Carlos Fierro, Eric Torres, Todorov, Agahawa, uh, Saviola. Someone had put Santos, Nano, Connor Wickham, uh, Cherno Samba. Obviously, Yaya Sanogo, Ryan Gold as well, Lulinia, uh, Victor Fisher, Zivkovic. Uh, El Haro Elia as well um, there's lots and lots of players someone put Lukaku as well but I do remember him on with Anderlecht was an absolute beast but I, I wouldn't say he's quite failed, failed as, first a, touch. <laughs> as a footballer anyway but yeah there were loads on there uh, but obviously on Twitter let us know your thoughts on our 11 and who else you would induct but as I say we'll do a, a video with a full squad and maybe we could go through that on the next podcast anyway so uh, we'll move on to the quiz now it's time for the quiz. And this sort of stems from a discussion that me and Duke were having the other day. Um, but because there's only four of us, we'll do it slightly different. I was talking about maybe doing some sort of quiz show or trying to, obviously, uh, we've tried different things with Curti and everyone's tried different things. I was thinking maybe uh, the chase or something like that, but I think it's quite difficult to do. So we were talking about family fortunes. So having a different things listed up and people have got to guess and obviously you get points per, depending on which one you go for. So I've got eight eight different players here. Obviously there's four of you. So you'll get a go each at going first. I'll try and explain this as best as I can. If you get confused, tell me. I'll have a, a number generator. So you'll all have a go at going first at least once. Uh, well, at le- oh, you'll all have a go going first twice, sorry. Um, and basically, I'll give you a player and you have got to guess their best attributes depending on which order you get them right. Say for argument's sake, you say Messi and you say finishing and his finishing's 20, you'll get the top points. So there's five points, four points, three points, two points or one points depending on the level of his attribute. I'm sure it'll make more sense as we get into it because it does sound extremely so. confusing. <laughs> you, know, you said you want to explain it to us. Can you explain it to yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I probably should have probably written the rules down before I got into it. Um, but I'll do a random number generator um, out of... Well, no, what I'll do, I'll do one to eight and I'll let you pick the numbers. Do you pick two numbers, one to eight. Two and five. Doop is two and five. Tobes? Three and four. Three and four. Joe? Made it easy. One and eight. One and eight. Sorry, Kurt, you're last. So you will get f- six, six and seven. seven. There we go. 
Quick maths. Quick maths. Well, dupe. No, it's not dupe. It's Joe who's got player number one. Brilliant. <laughs> Pierre Emerick Abamyang. Top attribute. Pace. Pace is 19, but it's not his top attribute. That was acceleration with 20. So for pace, you'll get four points. There you go, son. Number two, dupe. Luka Jovic. Or Jovic. I really wish to pronounce it. Oh, I've just been scouting this boy. Just scored for che- uh, against Chelsea. Uh, I'm going to go for finishing. Finishing. Bet. 17. Five points. Top points. That is one of his top attributes alongside balance and off the ball. I mean, if I would have said balance, you would have been so imp- impressed. By I would have been impressed. But yeah. I would have also called you out the cheating. So. I mean, just steal my game idea. That's fine. <laughs> Antoine Griezmann. Be very impressed if you get top marks. Dandruff. <laughs> what did you say? Sorry, Toad. Agility. Agility. Uh-uh. Zero. That is not in some of his top attributes, I'm afraid. Lads a midget. How can he not be agile? <laughs> he made uh, it. No, who's it? Toad's again. Go on, it's you again. You've got Karim Benzema. Benzema. Finishing. Yep. Finishing. Uh-uh. First touch, passing technique, flair, composure, vision, all ahead of finishing. Should have went with rape. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that, I never did. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh God. Jeez. Duke. Oh, yo. Zhao Felix. He's Hot young. prospect at the moment. Very young. Set attacking mid. Vision could be good. Passing could be good. I'm going to go for Vision. Vision. Three points. He's got flair, which is better than his vision. Technique, that is better than his vision. But vision is the third attribute on there. Well done, son. Right, next up is Curti. Matthias Delict, centre-back. Um, I'm going to say... Um Jumping reach. Jumping reach. 15. You get four points. Well done, son. You've also got the next one, uh, Kurti. Umtiti. Mm. <laughs> Cleavage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say... Uh, strength. Strength? Uh, uh, not on there anticipation 18 composure positioning 17 concentration teamwork marking tackling all better than his strength in game right Joe all to play for last question Thomas Muller corners he's got he's got a max attribute determination determination 18 I, Three points. Can I guess, Dave? Ooh. Go on. Is it off the ball? Correct. Off the ball Rundoyer, of 20. Rundoyer, like the yeah. fucking Rundoyer. Yeah. Off the ball with 20. Natural fitness, anticipation and stamina with 19. I don't actually think he's got a, a technical attribute on there. Under, under well, over 18. So, there we go. So, final scores in. I know it wasn't the uh, 
the most polished of games, but I can I can work. I quite on like it. the concept though. We can we can we can work. Good. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, when I come up with the idea, it was a bit bit nicer. Oh, a bit do more you do next week? Do you steal the quiz next week then, boys? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not here. So we yeah, could I'm do that as a team game as well. Yeah, yeah, right. Final scores. Who wants to be a millionaire? That was a great one. Sorry, Tobes, you're on zero. I suppose I'll give you an extra point for getting the Thomas Middle one there. What about the rate? Um, pity <laughs> pity point. Pity, pity point. point. I love me a pity point. <laughs> Curti, managed to get yourself four points. Joe with seven, and Duke wins it with eight points. Well done, Duke. Thanks for letting me win on my birthday. Yeah, that's the only reason we let you win, actually. It's Monday. Your birthday was Thursday, mate. <laughs> Sorry, man. I just want the, I want the, the, the attention, bud. Sorry. Tension seeker. That's it. Well, that brings episode 89 to a close. You can find the links for each of us, the five-star uh, Twitter account and the WeStreamFM Discord server in the podcast description. The five-star potential podcast is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every Monday morning. You can find the links for all of us over at WeStreamFM.com. This has been Five Star Potential, a WeStreamFM production, and we'll see you all next week. Say goodbye, folks. Bye, folks. Never